Welcome to the Solar Line Business Babes podcast. My name is Susan Francis, and I'm a mindset manifestation expert, business coach, and mentor helping women quantum leap their business success and make the seemingly impossible a reality. And if you're here, you've been called here for a reason. You know within your soul that you are capable of so much more, and I'm here to help you unlock your full potential and manifest your dream life and business. It is my mission to empower female entrepreneurs to connect back to their soul, to their true calling, and to create a business from a place of alignment and purpose. So if you're struggling with hard work and force in your business, then get ready to let go of everything you think you know. It's time to forget all the stress, all the strategies, all the hustle, and instead unlock the secret to manifesting your next level of abundance. Join me as I deep dive into creating a business that flows, teach you how to trust your intuition, create a mindset of abundance, experience more joy, and to learn how to become magnetic to the money and success you desire. I have a down-to-earth, strictly no BS approach and make the woo-woo seem logical and actionable. I know that the knowledge, tools, and insights I share will change your life and the way you approach your business forever, and I'm excited to help you expand. Let's get started. Welcome back to the podcast episode. Today we are doing an interview with the beautiful, beautiful Hallie Evelyn, who is a transformational mindset coach, business strategist, spiritual tour leader, and author. Love all of that. That sounds like a lot of things going on there. So I just love to start with just, I guess, tell us a little bit about you and what you actually do. There's a lot of things there. So what is it that you love to do? I love to do all of it. It's very exciting. Um, so I, I feel like um, everything that I do is about waking people up. And then once they're, uh, they're awake, like getting them to the very next level of their um, or the highest level of their reason for being on this planet. So um, that's really exciting for me. And so I tend to do a lot of different all those pieces come into that same space. So um, I like to describe the simplest way I have is to say that I help you go from struggle to flow. So it's about clearing out all the blocks that have been blocking you like your entire life, and then getting you to a place where you can just absolutely soar. And um, most of the stuff that I do is downloaded from spirit. So the way I describe my, um, my uh, people are like, well, what do you, how do you do what you do? And I'm like, well, your soul talks to my soul and tells me what to tell you. Huh? That's that awesome. makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? I love it. So yeah, it's, it, it's the best way I've ever found to describe it. I know it sounds cray cray, but that's okay. You, you know, you're talking to somebody who like started off as an atheist and then like had this spiritual awakening, which I describe as like if spirit hit me upside the head. And, you know, so it's like, I don't understand and yet it's how things are. And, yeah. and so, you know, I, I like to use my discernment with everything. I think that's super important. I like to be very logical and grounded. And yet, all the woo-woo stuff keeps happening to me. So I kind of like live with a foot in both worlds. And, and then I help other people kind of navigate to that. So bringing spirituality into your life, uh, bringing spirituality into your business, trauma clearing, like from all those things in between, we're doing it all. I love that. I love that. And I think, you know, that's, I didn't have, have the same sort of awakening as you did, but that's, it's been my journey that very much came from a, you know, um, being an atheist and certainly a very sort of masculine background, you know, hustle and hard work and career and all that stuff, and then discovered this whole spiritual world. And so it's it's 
something that I never would have even thought I would be doing five years ago. But it's so funny. One of my one of my clients just described me as a woo-woo coach. And it's just, I mean, the people that knew me five years ago would never have thought, called me that or thought of me of that at all. So it's interesting how we can, you know, when we when our eyes are open to to this whole new world, there's just so much to uncover, right? Yeah, we can evolve. I, I, I remember the first time that I, I I realized I said out loud on one of my Egypt tours, um, I was like, you know, you're claiming something as you as you're in ceremony. And I opened my mouth and I, I said, I am a healer. And then I burst into tears because I didn't know what a healer was. I didn't understand why those words came out of my mouth. And, and, and I didn't know who they were talking about. But it definitely was not me. But, you know, that's like my, really, that's my highest calling. Um, and that was 10 years ago, way before I was, you know, was, was coaching full time. And, but it is really my highest calling to help, help people wake up and heal. So I can just see you like, you know, who, who are they talking about? Who's woo woo coach? But yes, it's who we are. So it's okay. Yeah, no, it. I've totally embraced it. Totally embraced it. <laughs> but there's still a logical part of me. And I love that balance, which is kind of one of the things we're going to dive into, I guess, a little bit later. But um, tell, tell us about that spiritual awakening. So you had this big spiritual, you're an atheist, and then 20, 25 years ago, you had this spiritual awakening and everything shifted overnight. I'd love to hear about that. I love these, yeah, like, Nadi- I love these profound, you know, like instant moments that change your life. So not even overnight, it was like literally in one breath. And the thing is, it was like my entire life led up to that breath. But then, you know, and so if you're on your journey and like this hasn't happened for you yet, and you're as desperate as I was that it, please God, should happen to you yesterday, uh, then don't worry because you're on your way. I mean, I, I really wish somebody had just, you know, like petted me on the head and said, it's okay, honey, just keep going. You'll get there. You'll get there. Because I was in such resistance about it that I think it took longer, but I was so desperate to have the awakening happen because being an atheist meant panic attacks over death. It meant being terrified of death. And it also meant that, um, like, why was I here? Like, there wasn't like really a big enough reason. And, and after this, I, I, I say, you know, you couldn't logic me into God before the spiritual awakening. You couldn't logic me out of God afterwards. And it was really like, um, I, you know, I was, I was in Egypt. It was my very first trip to Egypt. And um, I thought I was just on a vacation. And uh, then I was, I was in the dining room on the cruise ship. I really want this to happen. So I wrote a book called Red Goddess Rising that tells the story of my spiritual awakening and the tours that I've been leading ever since. And in Red Goddess Rising, I'm lying in the King's Chamber in the Great Pyramid. And then I remember what happened to me. But what happened to me happened in the dining room on the cruise ship as we were sailing the Nile over dinner one night. And uh, it was still ridiculously profound. And, And I was told that I had a soul and I would never die. But I was told that on a cellular level and not by a person either. Like I heard it in my head in the middle of this guided meditation. And it just like that, I was no longer afraid of death. Like that, I understood like that I was a spiritual being having a human experience and not like, you know, a meat suit walking around with nothing else in it. And that changed everything for me. So I love it. I love it. It makes good. And I think that's the thing is that, you know, so many of us, if you if you're not really religious then there's this there's a bit of a disconnect it's like why are we here what's our purpose like what what are we you know like what what's what's the whole point of all of this and so 
it's yeah. you know I can sort of under, I can definitely understand the the um, draw to religion, believing in something bigger than you. Um, it's just for me personally, organized religions have never appealed. But I love I love that that was you know an internal thing that shifted your life and just that change at a cellular level. That's incredible. It really, really was. And the the fact that I healed my fear of death in that moment, mm. I mean, if if you had told me the day before, I would have, you know, like been beating my chest saying I would give anything to not have that, but it was always yeah. constantly with me. So And it's yeah. interesting how our life can shift in one moment. You know, it's it's, you know, we, I think, this, I mean, one of the things I do with clients too is help them release sort of some limiting beliefs or traumas as well. And I know you do that. And it's, people can carry things for an entire lifetime and you can let it go like that. It's just, it's subconsciously we hang on to things, but when you can, when you can receive a learning or, or um, make a, make a shift in the meaning of something, you can just let it go so quickly, which I love. And for me, I, I always tell people, we have we have created this saying forgive and forget and we need to decouple that because mm-hmm. forgiving is vital to getting over whatever that thing is especially trauma forgetting is not only not necessary that's the thing it if you can remember it it protects you against having you make that same mistake mm-hmm. but if but forgiving and la- that lack of forgiveness especially self-forgiveness is the thing that will keep you stuck the longest um, so I think that that's really an, an, an important piece of that. Um, for me, I, I'm really like so excited with the idea of all the brain science stuff that's coming online now, but all it's doing is like reinforcing, you know, I just like, cause I download this stuff and it's like, yeah. I don't understand why the work works. I just, it's just the work and that's what I do. So, yeah, yeah. I love, but I love, I love that science aspect behind it too. I mean, someone I love is Joe Dispenza, you know, really combining you know the yeah. spiritual and the science like I love that because that that helps my logical brain go ah it's like there's some real real stuff behind this right it's not a woo-woo it's science I love that so I'd love to know um you know connecting to the sacred divine feminine is something that's really important to you especially I guess in that business setting can you tell us a bit more about that and how you incorporate that into your work Absolutely. Um, So I am one of those people, like I was one of five women executives in the software business in the 90s. So I know what it's like from personal experience of walking through the masculine world and being like, you know, I own this, like, this is like, I'm I'm fine. I'm really good in the masculine world. And then kind of really realizing that it was not something that is in alignment And that more importantly, there's something so much more amazing on the other side of it. So I like to, okay, so my work is all about the sacred divine feminine, right? That sounds like super woo-woo and airy-fairy. And and, and so I like to like kind of see it in a very different light. For me, it's like the feminine is about the creation process and about the receiving and the allowing the masculine is about the structure and the doing and that has been such a gift for me to shift from the you know the idea of the sacred divine masculine and feminine into these concepts that i think everybody can really understand the mm-hmm. thing is you need both of them inside of yourself and i feel like we've almost done ourselves a disservice calling them masculine and feminine because that gets things mixed up with, you know, breasts and penises and vaginas. And that's nothing to do with it. Like you've got masculine and feminine inside of you, whether you're 
you know, the rock or your like, you know, some sweet little five-year-old girl who has no experience with anything in Mm -hmm. your life, you've still got all of the above. And, and it's, it's a matter of being in balance and allowing, and that goes for our businesses that goes for ourselves. And so the more we can receive and allow as, especially as women, the more we can receive and allow the world is telling us not to because it's a patriarchy, but though, but the experience that we get to have when we do, it's like, it's like just you become this flower blossoming as a person. So having that balance, bringing that balance of the masculine and feminine in the allowing as well as the doing, the creating as well as the structure and allowing that to have balance. Oh, what a gift for our businesses and for ourselves. So how do you, any tips on how to find that balance? How do you move more into, because, and it's interesting, like I attract a lot of women, I think that, you know, very much like me that have this very masculine background, right? A lot of masculine energy. You've all been about like achievement and, you know, being in the corporate world and hustle and grind and strategies and all that stuff. And so how do you help women or how do you suggest that people find that balance or move more into receiving and allowing? Yeah, it's a great question. And it's like everything for me right now. Um, So first of all, I invite people to work out at the spiritual gym. That's what I call it. So it's the idea is you know, what are you doing to come into alignment with your highest and best good to commune with whatever your higher power is? And for those of you that are still atheists out there, fine, call it unseen forces. But I think we can all recognize, I mean, I certainly did before my spiritual awakening, that there's something bigger out there than ourselves. Mm -hmm. Some, you know, I have clients who call it nature, it doesn't matter, but commune with whatever that higher power is you know, you read spiritual books, um, be out in physical nature, you know, be at one with the earth. Um, If you're into it, do, you know, moon ceremonies, Um, be in, uh, you know, do meditation of whatever kind, whether that's walking meditation, or, you know, Zazen meditation, which is another open eyed meditation, or, um, or, or guided meditation. I mean, YouTube has got a million meditations Mm -hmm. out there. Yeah. Um, so there's all there's all kinds of things that you can do, but whatever you choose, choose it because you're choosing yourself first. And again, you're choosing to grow that alignment and then be be willing to be guided. We all have that still small voice. We all have that, mm-hmm. you know, that what Joe Dispenza would call the gut brain, right? Or and the heart brain. And we don't listen to those very often. If I had a nickel for every client who said to me, oh, yeah, of course I hear my higher self talking to me. I just, you know, don't listen. I'd have a lot of money because we tend to not want to hear those guiding instincts. My mission right now this year, so my word of the year is receive. And my mission right now is if I get an impulse to do something, I will do it immediately. You know, this is what, and I'm experimenting, you know, maybe there's some stuff that like, I got a wild hair to do this and it didn't mean anything, but yeah. you know, I'm, I'm kind of more on board with like what Oprah talks about, which is listen to the whispers before they become a brick. Yeah. And so I, that's what yeah. I want. And, 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 and you're expanding your intuition when you're listening to that voice and you're expanding your intuition. What are you doing? You're receiving. 
you're yeah. receiving something bigger than you, you're receiving that wisdom. Yeah. So um, I think any tools that you can use to expand your intuition, I use a pendulum, I use automatic writing, um, I use meditation. There's a bunch of different tools for expanding mm. your intuition. You can Google it and see all the good things. Um, but I think all those things, those are my tips. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And um, I haven't heard Oprah talk about that, but there's an analogy, feather brick truck. Have you heard? It, it's like, it's like there's a little, you know, there's a, often if, if you're, I guess your higher self, whatever you believe wants you to shift, there's like a little feather. It's like, here's a little, like, you know, here's a little idea, here's a little inspiration. Cheek, yeah. If you don't listen, like, here's a brick. And if you don't listen again, it's like, here's the freaking truck, right? Which is sometimes I've, I've talked to clients that, you know, they start to do this work and like, everything's falling apart. <laughs> everything's kind of like falling to pieces and I'm losing these friends or this is not working. And I'm like, well, you're wanting more. You're wanting to move to a new level. You're wanting more. And sometimes you need to let go of those things that don't serve you anymore, right? And I know it can be messy and, you know, it can be difficult along the way, but um, there's, I definitely think, you know, if you haven't listened to those little feathers or whispers, then there's some bricks and trucks probably coming your way, right? Well, and even if it's not like, I mean, I had a, I had a friend one time who broke her ankle and knew that she really needed better time management. And then right after she recovered, she fell down the stairs and broke her ankle again, but worse. So that's your truck, right? But it doesn't necessarily have to be like that for people. It can just be, are you living the life that you want? Are you living the life of your dreams? Are you living the life of your desires? Are you just like, you know, existing or living a life, but you're looking around going, this isn't really what I had planned for myself or what I had hoped for myself. And I have no idea how to get back there. So this is where using your own guidance, you can get there really fast. Yeah. I love that. And how do you, how do you balance that masculine feminine then in business? How do you suggest, how do you find more of that balance? Well, so my MO used to be doing, 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 doing all the time. And now I tend to say, first of all, one piece of advice that I was given by a coach early on in my coaching practice that was super, super helpful was you can do everything, just not all at the same time. And that was really important for me to hear because I had this tendency to think that I could do like I needed to do all the things. And so the analogy I use now is it's like, you've got this piece of wood on your back and you've you've put like five giant or eight or nine giant boulders. And now you're trying to get yourself up the hill with all your boulders. Every boulder is a project, right? How much easier it would be is if you put down the piece of wood, all the boulders, and then just run them up and down the hill one or run up the hill with each one of them one at a time that's going to get you your stuff done a lot faster. Right. Um, and I love, there's a book about this, um, similar stuff uh, called the, the four, uh, disciplines of the four disciplines of success, I believe. And it's a very, very powerful book about how we all have basically our like whirlwind hurricane, whatever. And we're, we've got that going and now we're trying to do like five or six or nine really important Mm. things. They call them wildly important goals. And that's never going to happen. You know, two or three at the most in your business at any one time is what you can handle. So again, it's a matter of streamlining 
the, what you're doing and saying, okay, I will do this first. I will do this next. I yeah. will, and, and not trying to multitask it all at the same time. And then the second piece, so, so streamlining your business ultimately, but that's why to do it because you're going to get more done, yeah. like, you know, picking the goals in order. And then the other thing is to say, what are your superpowers? And to give all of the rest of the stuff that you're doing away. Because again, from a doing standpoint, like we're, the, the smarter we are, the more likely we are to be in control, right? And to need to have that control. And what I discovered is, and you're talking to what used to be like a control freak, no question. What I discovered is beyond control is orchestration. And orchestration is spirit, the universe, the goddess energy, whatever, saying, I'll do this for you. So your job is to tell the universe what you want and then let the universe go figure it out for you. Mm -hmm. And the minute I realized that and kind of let go of the need to do be the one, be the one doing instead I'm being the one being and the doing is happening with my team or you know people that I partner with or whatever that oh that's what a relief yeah. and that has been and and then also so much more business success because of it because now you're in partnership with other people and there's people who want to refer you to other people. And it's just beautiful things start to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. When you listen to that guidance, I mean, when you try and, and that's, that's definitely that masculine energy, trying to push, push it and force it and, you know, strategize it, thinking that all the actions up to you, that you've got to do all the work when you allow yourself, like you said, to be guided, to listen to little intuitive hits. And it's something I talk about with clients too. They often don't make sense. It's often like, just do this random thing or message this person out of the blue or whatever it is that often just little random things. And actually I, a podcast came out this morning actually about feel the fear and do it anyway, because sometimes the little intuitive hits are scary. They're like, they are making you step outside your comfort zone. If you might be getting called to, I don't know, start a new podcast or do live videos when you've never done live videos before or whatever it is. Like it's, often little intuitive hits that are leading you to do something that's a bit scary, right? And it's just it's being able to listen and follow those. Mm-hmm. Yes, I couldn't agree more. As far as fear goes, I feel like there's this type of fear that's, you know, like raise your sword and run straight forward into battle because anything outside of your current comfort zone is going to be scary because your brain is hardwired to make sure you stay safe, which means you got to like stay in your cave all the time. So when you again, receive more and do less, Mm. you can tell your brain, like my favorite, I love bumper sticker coaching. That's what I call it because it's easy. You can remember it in an emergency. So my favorite bumper sticker for this is thank you for sharing. You tell your brain, thank you for sharing and your brain is like, oh, what? She heard me. She's not resisting me anymore. Oh, I can be quiet for a minute. And now it's like you have space for you to start teaching your brain the new safe state, which yeah. allows your brain to expand into that new area. And yeah. now it thinks this new thing is safe. And now you got to go through the whole process again, but yeah, that's how yeah. our brains are. That's, yeah, that's what I talked about yesterday. It's like when you, you know, when we get this intuitive hit to do something, it feels scary. Feel that fear. Listen to it. What is that fear telling you? It's like, oh, I'm afraid of being seen or I'm afraid I might fail. Or it's like, listen to that and go, okay, well, if that happened, can I live with that, right? 
if I do something that's scary and some people don't like it or I fear judgment, can I live, can I do it and live with that? Mm-hmm. Like just realize that, you know, it's like I, our worst, our worst sort of expectations never or our worst imagined scenario never happens, right? It's like it's just a matter of, like you said, listening to that fear and going, okay, I hear you, but I'm just parking you over there for a second and I'm moving forward anyway, right? Yeah, well, that's why your fear wants desperately to help you. Yeah. And help means protect and protect means stay safe. And that means stay where you are. Yeah. Yeah, A lot of the work, the, the latest iteration of my work that I downloaded is doing this kind of clearing where it's clearing out the fear. And I don't, I mean, I don't want to get into the specifics of, of whether it's from past lives or whether it's legacy stuff from our ancestors, it's like, whatever you believe is fine. That's not part of the work. But, but when I clear it, I'm clearing it across lifetimes. I'm clearing it across dimensions. And, and it has to be that way because especially with women, we have so much history of being told what we can't do and can't be. And so that fear, I think, is also coming from literally thousands of years of being repressed and coming out of that repression. Not all of us feel that way, but I feel that all of us somehow have that kind of legacy like in the background and clearing it out completely is the best thing that you can do. Yeah, I love that. I love all that clearing work. But I wanted to ask you as well, you had like a second spiritual awakening eight years ago. Tell us a little bit about that because that should have shifted your life in another direction again, right? It sure did. Uh, So I was leading Eat, Pray, Love tours by then because after my first spiritual awakening, I started leading tours to Egypt and then basically all over the world. And I was running a spiritual travel company with my beloved. I'd been with him since I was in my mid-20s. I thought, you know, this is my soulmate. I'm here for forever. Can you tell what the story is going in the direction of that didn't actually happen? Um, so I, I was on my 10th Eat, Pray, Love tour and I met this woman and um, she looked at me and she was like, what are you doing with him? And she saw me as being, you know, who I am today, or frankly, the version of me that I'll get to as soon as I can. But like, she has this vision of me being even bigger than I have become as a person. And um and he didn't, his vision of me was the woman behind the man. And, you know, he loved me, but he loved me in the safe place for him and not, and I was like constantly about to get out of that box and it was not comfortable for, for us. It was the, one of the biggest things we we had a hard time with. And when I met her, it was like the spotlight went out on him and went on on her. And I I had been in love with him like every day for nearly 25 years. And all of a sudden I wasn't. And instead I was like 14 years old and first high school crush kind of crazy about this girl. And I I mean, (laughs) what I learned, I, I spent a year going, am I a lesbian? Am I not a lesbian? What I learned was you just have to trust that it's the labels that are wrong and that love is love and go where your heart calls you. And eventually I left him and I left our business. We've been running businesses together for almost 25 years too, left all of it behind scorched earth, you know, me and 10 boxes. And we moved to Miami and that's where I live now. We're in our home. Um, We'll celebrate eight years together in, uh, in the summer. And she's like, so you moved, you moved from your husband back in. So you moved from your husband in with your girlfriend. 
3000 miles from LA to Miami. Yes, ma'am. And it took a long time. I mean, it took, a, we were, we were long distance for almost a year while he and I kind of figured out whether we were going to stay together or not. And, um, and, and then eventually it just became clear that I spirit, I, I had a conversation with spirit over this and, and they said to me, you can stay, but you will stay small. And that is your choice. And I was like, gotta go. That was pretty much, I was, I knew at that moment it was time to go. So. And when we spoke the other day, we had a brief chat. Um, you talked about the importance of this for all women or for a lot of women in just in terms of a lot of potential relationships and the female role that people play, play in relationships. I'd love you to just talk about that a little bit. Well, what I've, I'm in the middle of writing the sequel to Red Goddess Rising now. It's called Red Goddess Reborn, and it'll be out sometime next year, probably. But I started writing that book because a woman came on one of my tours and said to me, this is the story you need to tell now. She's like, you told about your spiritual awakening, but now it's been 20 years. And the last 20 years of your life and the shifts that you've now made, that's what a lot of women need to hear right now. Because there's so many of us that were called to be the woman behind the man or raise the family or be the team player or be the good little girl. And we're really ready to take our power back. We are ready to say, this is why I have come to the planet, not just Mm -hmm. to raise the kids. They're going to have their own journey, but I have a journey that I get to experience. I have a dream that I get to follow or desire or whatever. Mm. And that has been the, that I started writing like the week after I got back from that trip. And, yeah. and I had thought, and then the name came in like immediately, I had thought for a long time, like, you know, okay, well that was that, but it never even occurred to me to write the story of the second spiritual awakening and to write that arc. But it's so important because we just shifted into the age of Aquarius and we are in a new astrological age, which is already being called the quickening because stuff is happening like really fast energetically. And it is the time for women. I mean, come on, we can see what's going on. You know, the last gasp of the you know, the, the white male, um, like, you know, owning and uh, owning us and, and owning everything, we are seeing that shift. And whether you're, you know, some version of gay or trans or identifying as non-binary or any of that stuff, or you're a person of color or any of that, it is everyone else's time now. And, and I feel like there is a, an awakening that's happening. And, you know, the Dalai Lama said the world would be saved by the Western woman. And I think that is the most succinct way in the world. It's the Western woman because we have the money. We have the economic ability to say, this is okay. This is not okay. Yeah. And we have the ability now to and say, freedom, this, this is how right? we vote. I'm sorry. And the freedoms and the freedoms. Like there are a lot of women still in other countries that don't have the, we have, we have the freedoms. It's just that obviously a lot of women choose not to fully utilize that, that power. And I I think that's a lot, you know, especially with mothers, it's a trap, but it's, it's, it's not a trap. It's it's just something that a lot of women find themselves in. They might've had that forged their own path, had great independence, had a career, 
potentially with very masculine energy, but then they shift completely into that sort of feminine, caring, um, nurturing energy and it just turns their world upside down. And then, you know, for women that don't then sort of find something else that's for them outside of that mothering and children, a lot of women end up being lost. I see it all the time. Yeah, me too. Me too. And I um, I have been very lucky to have uh, to have children in my life, but I have never had my own children. I've gotten to kind of raise two in different parts of their lives, but it's a, you know, it's something that I can't speak to from the inside, but I have clients who come to me all yeah. the time who are in that circumstance. And a lot of women who have raised their children already, and now they're saying, what about me? And, you know, my answer is always, you know, what do you want? Because all spirit wants for us is to be in joy. And, um, you know, you've come here to be, and you've come here to be in joy is what spirit has said. So I don't, I mean, you can do whatever you want, yeah. you know, but we think we have to be here. We, we usually think we have to be here for a particular purpose and that's like some, vo- you know, some job or whatever, but your vocation is a choice. It's, are you living the life that you love? Are you living the life yeah. of your dreams? Yeah. And to me, that's also a feminine thing, yeah. living the life of your dreams. I love that you just spoke about purpose too. It's one of the things that I talk about. Like you said, people often feel like their purpose is something they have to uncover and it's going to be this magical thing that's like, that's my life purpose and that's the only thing. And the way I like to talk about it, the way I feel about it, is that it's an ever-evolving path. It's like you're just following the path of what lights you up and you just keep mm-hmm. following that. And, yes, at certain times you might really, you know, obviously you might may feel very called cool to do something, but it's still always evolving. As you grow and expand, it shifts, it morphs, it just it becomes something else. It doesn't have to be, okay, now now I'm a, I don't know, I feel like being a health coach is my life's calling and that's all I'm ever going to do. It's like just allow things to evolve, allow that purpose or that to, to just, you know, unfold in a beautiful way. Just as you expand, your life expands, your purpose expands. And we also, as women, have to often reinvent ourselves. I mean, I was an actress. I had my degree in theater. I was in the middle of living that life. And all of a sudden, there was a chance to pioneer interactive films. And so I learned about CD-ROMs and DVDs and all those things back when that was nascent. And I made the first interactive movies. And then the industry collapsed. So I went into real estate. I was in that for 10 years and then the industry collapsed and then I started leading the spiritual tours and then I left my partner and then I became a coach. Everything in my life, everything that I did, reinventing myself five or six times led to the work that I do now. Yes. And to me, that's like, that's how it is. Yeah. If you let it, if you, yeah. you know, if you're willing to listen, you're going to evolve there, wherever there is. Yeah. No, I love that. I, I spoke about that yesterday on my podcast too, that, you know, often one of the things that happens with some of my clients, is they'll come to me with with a business, something that they're doing and because they've been trained in that. But really their deep passion lies somewhere else, lies in a different direction. And I feel that there's this sort of like fear around, well, this is what I've worked on so hard. This is what I've done for so long. I've got to stick at this. And it's like, if you allow yourself, like you're saying, to be led, if you allow yourself to follow those callings, it unfolds in a beautiful way. And you know, my old life was in 
uh, the fashion industry, jewelry industries, and senior management roles. And I worked a bit in e-commerce. And all of those skills I learned along the way actually are all very useful now in my business, right? It's yep, like of course. pieces that you've learned and just you know, because as like you said, it all leads to somewhere else, right? It's just all unfolding. Mm-hmm. I love that. Well, is there anything else you would love to share with my audience? Any other, you know, wise words, bumper sticker, coaching, anything else you'd love to share? Um, I feel like, oh, I would love to offer them a gift. Can I do that? Yeah, sure. Yes. So um, I have, uh, there's a, there's a, um, just a downloadable piece on my site called three keys to slay your inner critic. For me, a lot of this is about like, how can you shift your self-talk? How can you start talking about yourself? How can you allow the parts of your brain to kind of work together to be kind to you and to feel like you have your best friend in your head and not some horrible roommate that you need to kick out yesterday. And so that's what three keys to slay your inner critic is for. So um, they can get that on HallieEvelyn.com, which is my website. So I definitely want to offer that. And um, I feel like, you know, just what can you do to bring balance into your life? It may be different for each person, but but ask yourself that question. What can I do to bring more balance into my life? And, and just listen to that still small voice inside of you because she has got all of those answers. Your, your own inner goddess, whether you're a man or a woman, she's got all those answers yeah. for you. I love it. Thank you so much. And I'll make sure I put that link in the show notes too. So make sure you send it to me. Yes, absolutely. You can access that. Well, thank you so much for your time. It's been so wonderful chatting. Uh, we had a brief chat the other day and I was like, I'm sure we could talk for about three or four podcast episodes. We had so many <laughs> things we could cover. But thank you so much. It's been wonderful. I really appreciate you giving us our time and um, yeah, have an amazing day. Thank you so much. Blessings. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you loved what you heard here and are excited for your expansion. If it resonated with you, then please screenshot this podcast and share it with your friends and hashtag soul aligned business babes. And please rate and review so I can spread the word and keep bringing you more goodness. If you're not already following me on social media, come and join the party for extra inspiration and teachings. I do live trainings in my Facebook group, which you can join at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash soulaligned.bb. You can follow me on Instagram at I am Susan Francis or come to my website at susanfrancis.com.au and download your free manifestation meditation and check out what programs I'm currently offering. I'm so excited you joined me here today and can't wait to share the next episode with you. Until then, remember you are powerful beyond measure and your success is inevitable.